<laughs> I got you covered. I got you covered. Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Mr. Paul? Uh, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better, but yet yeah, I am still positive with the good old Rona right now. But I feel I feel absolutely fine. But well, that's the main thing. But uh, it's just a matter of just waiting to see when my test will return negative and I can actually get back out in the world. So, yeah. Mm. Other than that, I'm all right. And when are you going for your mental test? <laughs> uh, They'll probably never. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Uh, we are getting joined by a special guest as well. We're just waiting for uh, them to get organised and they'll be coming in um but this week we are continuing the draft series um we look at some news as well uh oh, so, so, sorry mate can, can I address this cat it is your fault it was all your fault cat it was <laughs> ah yes the great cat yeah yeah mm -hmm. I, I do believe she did start the whole um cycle circle whatever you want to call it from the super bowl party yeah, they're all falling yep. like dominoes now. Mm -hmm. Oh, you cat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, on Tuesday, the one just gone. Uh, me and Brian got back together, started the prospect project. You'll see that every Tuesday now. <laughs> Looking in depth, we had RJ Choa on as well from BTB, so that was a lot of fun. Um, he was what's the word I'm looking for? He was more interest in what we had to say to be honest with you so yeah pretty cool pretty cool yeah I, I, yeah i tuned in and watched it and uh, mm. yeah it was like uh, uh, yeah it was pretty fascinating like, i wasn't expecting my, my new boss essentially <laughs> to um just like taking that step back because normally he's always kind of like has his thoughts and opinions and that but yeah but yeah it was very very engaging what we wanted what you and brian had to say which was uh, different yeah yeah, yeah. So um, it was quite interesting. Here's one for you. I'll start you off, Paul. Tell me what you think about this. All right. Troy Aikman has moved to ESPN. Ooh. <laughs> Apparently making Romo money. Well, would not surprise me, to be fair. Like, but don't get me wrong. Romo is at the creme de la creme right now. But for ESPN yeah. to try and get a name over to their side of their station and uh, they probably have to pay some stupid amounts of money to get them over anyway and breach the con like break the contract they already had yeah so. a lot of people see they argue with the whole a i don't we'll get on to draft in a minute <laughs> but i know it's it's one of them things we, we've started so now there's no point in stopping but i know with um a lot of people complain about aikman and um is the way he talks and evaluates and even Cowboys fans hate how he talks about the Cowboys. But I actually... I, I like it. I like, I like you, it. Well, the reason why I like it, he's been impartial. He's actually telling you as it is. And, he's, yeah. and, and to be fair, he is actually right. I mean, I'd rather have someone tell me when someone's doing something actually wrong and rather than trying to sugarcoat it. Like, oh, yeah. But he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like and and uh, apparently the, the quite a fair majority of our fan base don't like it. I'm but no. I'm I'm sorry, but not everything's all a uh, silver lining, perfect and, and as you expected that season to be. Like we had the players, 
you would expect our players to be that, but it just wasn't the case. But we actually got to see a lot of flaws within our team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there is that. And apparently the, the, the contract is looking to sign fairly big, all the rest of it. So, yeah, there we go. Um, here's a bit of interesting um, notes I wanted to make, though. One of the things that got dropped this week in conversation was um, obviously there's a lot of talk about trying to clear cap money. One yeah, of the yeah. things that has come up, and tell me what you think on this, right? We have Terrence Steele, so bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. Trading away Lyle Collins. I would not be against it. And apparently, um, I will try and get you the cap numbers. Sorry, I'm having like about six conversations well, here as this well, is going on. But well, well, what is the impact of Collins to yeah, the cap? That's I, my that's my first question to you. Yeah, I'll get uh, the numbers up now. So uh, I'll get the numbers up in a moment. But one of the things that, that they were talking about is that if you make him, and you can designate them as well, hmm. a post-June 1 cut, the money is significant. I mean, we're talking double digits in terms of millions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the exact figure I'll get for you now um, is trying, along with Brian messaging me, and our special guest as well. Doesn't make great listening, does it? When you're listening to me, like, messaging yeah, what, people. Yeah, one second, one second. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you, you know, it's like that thing, tapping your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. What the... Yeah, go on. Can you do it? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> is it not the head thing? Is just that your belly's too large? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, my belly's just large in general. Me, I'm just large in life. <laughs> right okay so doodly doodly do uh post june one cut would be over 10 million that's quite that's quite a fair amount yeah so oh right yeah. here we go here we oh. are and here's our special ah, guest it is of course was... the great and powerful mickey spagnola how are we doing sir working on my uh, friday column for dallascowboys.com and i lost track of the time uh, you're <laughs> all right, how, you, how you doing mike are you doing great thanks for the thanks for the uh, reminder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, funnily enough, it was like trying to do like it. we were doing several things at the same time. Yeah, right. It's something that is interesting, right, for you, Mickey. And we've got I've gone back and checked. Now, if you remember last year, you joined. You were one of the many people from Dallas Cowboys Media that joined us on our twenty-four hour uh, draft show. Uh, so, very thanks again for that. By the way, sure. Um, one of the things, so it's been nearly a year since we've talked to you. <laughs> it's becoming Crazy. like this annual thing. Um, but a lot of people were going, JC Horn, Patrick Satane, Sean Slater. But there was, in fact, during that 24-hour show, one man who stood up on the table and said, Micah Parsons. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I just thought when when I looked at his... Uh, highlights, uh, yeah. looked into his background and just watched him play. It was like, I need that guy, right? <laughs> and they might not have got him had those cornerbacks been available. Yeah. Uh, but by the grace of God, uh, he was and they weren't. Uh, and all they did was sit there 
and say, okay, let's just take the best defensive player on our board the way we got it ranked. Uh, and sometimes you ought to follow the board. And sometimes you ought to follow what you see, not look at stats or not look at what other people absolutely think you need. Look at the guy. And I just thought his versatility, his instincts, uh, and just listening to a couple of his interviews, his nature, Mm -hmm. it's like, I need 11 of those guys on my (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the one word to really summarize Micah Parsons during that whole draft process, he had the fire mm. about him, you know, like, and you, like, you, Micah, you really, like, nailed it down when you were discussing it over the draft, like, like in terms of what his personality, in terms of his drive, his determination, and his ability, it's like, that's exactly what we needed, like, if I recall back, like, like, what kind of type of impact would we have if we did pick like a GC Horn or um that like we wouldn't probably have had not had that same impact within our defense like compared to Micah Parsons? Like we had Trevor and Diggs having a great year, like that that kind of covered itself. But if we didn't draft a linebacker, we saw how thin our linebacker core was actually was just leading up to the draft. So I think it was just like it was it was writing in the stars. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Paul, the, maybe the biggest thing uh, was also his versatility. Yes, absolutely. Because, wait, wait. You know, okay, he's a linebacker. Well, you know what? We just lost our best defensive end to a fractured uh, fifth metatarsal in his foot. We need to upgrade our pass rush. Okay, Michael, we'll, we'll put you at defensive end, <laughs> maybe in some nickel situations, and see how you do rushing the quarterback, right? Yeah, uh, and, and we saw what he did, right? And it wasn't mm-hmm. all from the defensive end spot, but he ended up with uh, leading the team with 13 sacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute, Jalen Smith is not what we thought he was, and he's certainly not missing. He's not fitting into this defense. You know what? I think we need you back at linebacker. So he goes back <laughs> yeah. to linebacker, but they discovered that not only can he play linebacker, but we can stand him up in nickel downs off the line of scrimmage and blitz him. And, yeah. and, and he's pretty effective coming up the middle because no one's uh, on the offensive lines are usually fast enough or quick enough to pick him up coming through the gap one-on-one. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, I, I just thought his versatility and his ability to run, you know, you ask some of the guys in, in the NFL or some of the guys that have played for the Cowboys previously, and it's like, well, where do you get a guy that's 6'3", 246, and can run, you know, a, a, a three, a four three, eight forty? You can't yeah, yeah. find those guys, right? Yeah. And and I remember, and it might not have been with you guys, but I, I was doing one of the shows uh, with the the guys from the Giants website. And, and, you know, and they were going on about, you know, not drafting a linebacker that high. And, and I said, well, what if he's not just a linebacker? What if he's Lawrence Taylor? And they go, <laughs> All right. You want to go there? And I said, right. <laughs> and, and so when we did the mock draft um, and they were doing it in order. And mm. so they got to me at 11 and, uh, they said, so, well, what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? So I went on and on against Parsons uh, and my men and my buddy, John Schmelt goes, okay, Mick, 
We don't want to know who you want to pick. Tell us who the Cowboys are going to pick. So I gave in and I gave him one of the cornerbacks, right? Uh, and, and, and then and, and then they remembered that and said, well, yeah, we should have listened to you, not the Cowboys. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we had to get you back on. You predict you were the one that predict. I can remember as well. You were, we had Derek Eagleton on at the same time as you, and you mentioned it. Even Derek went, Really? And uh, I was in the same frame of mind. I was more like, You can't draft an off ball linebacker that high. It's too much of a luxury to take it. But it turns out he's just, he's more than an off ball linebacker. Yeah, he's more than a linebacker, right? Yeah, yeah he's more and than as a linebacker. We, as we decided when he started talking about all the the lions and the lions are always hungry and i decided okay he's not a linebacker he's a lion backer right because he can play in the middle he can play inside and he can play outside and so uh now going forward look how important he is now not knowing what's going to happen with leighton vanderesh you yeah. cut ties with jalen smith Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if you don't, you know, manage to get Leighton Vanderish re-signed, you got Micah Parsons and who? This is what we spoke about on Tuesday. We've got Jabril right? Cox, yeah, but Jabril what's Cox, he going to yeah. be? And we yeah. don't know. He played, uh, I think I looked it up, he played like 10 defensive snaps before yeah. he suffered his torn uh, ACL. He was a special team player, basically. That's right, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we saw him make a play or two out of 10, but yeah. is he a full-time linebacker that's going to mm -hmm. come in and play uh, on the weak side? Because he's certainly not capable of playing in the middle, I don't think. Definitely, um, I'm with you there. No. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, your other linebackers, um, Luke Gifford's a restricted yeah. free agent. Now you can mm -hmm. assume he's coming back. Uh Francis Bernard, you know, he's he's restricted, so you'll get him back. But mm. really, you've got nothing to sink your teeth into other than Micah Parsons at this point. No. And, and, and my argument, I don't know what you think of this, Mickey, as well, is that um, people are talking about, you know, as we just said, you know, he's more than a linebacker. In terms of what I would want with Micah Parsons is I want, because you're going to need at least another six guys, <laughs> theoretically. And then what I want to do with that is I want to make sure that these linebackers are going to be capable enough to keep Micah Parsons free and roaming to do what he does best. Because I don't want – some people are saying they want to pin Parsons down to a particular position, if you like. But I don't, I like the idea of him being moved around so it confuses offenses of where is he going to be. Right, as opposed to saying, okay, he's my defensive end. Yeah, so now exactly. – defenses know our offenses know where he's going to line up every play he's at defensive end mm -hmm. and he found out about double teams right yeah uh, yeah and he found out about chipping hey, there you go he even made a kind of funny remark about somebody said about chipping he goes yeah i'm not a fan of the chip right yeah <laughs> no kidding, yeah. right because you're getting yeah. blindsided by a running back or a tight end when you're least expecting it so, yeah. yeah, there's some people who go, oh, no, he's got to be a defense. No, he doesn't need to be a defensive no, end. He's not built either. like a defensive end. No. Now, you can light him up there for change-up stuff, and you yeah. saw how effective they were at times when they went to a five-man front and put him on the outside as kind of the fifth guy. And, yeah. and, and so now they can't double-team him because if they double-team him there, 
Then it's a tight end and a wide receiver or a tight end and the running back. And now Demarcus Lawrence is singled up on, on, on an offensive tackle. Uh, yeah. So I just think his versatility is his greatest quality, not to yeah. mention speed, his instincts, and just his want to play. He's not happy. He's happy he got these awards, mm. but uh, he he looked at it as now the hard part is to do it again. Yeah. 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 It's it's just it's just to add on top of what you were saying there, Michael. Like, like if there was one comparison I would actually associate with Micah Parsons, it's like it's like the the way you would deploy a certain player, like for example, Von Miller. Like he's been that type of player as well, where he is a linebacker, but he's been put into the edge uh, the line of scrimmage as an edge rusher at some in some situations as well. That's what we're kind of seeing what we're doing with Micah is the adaptability of this one particular player and mm-hmm. but, but but i think parsons can is more than that like he can even go into coverage we even saw that during mm-hmm. the season like mm-hmm. when one of us i think i can't remember what game it was or what corner it was but one of the corners decided to drop a go further down and they kind of left a gap in coverage so parsons decided to pick up the pieces and go into yes. coverage yeah so it just shows you it's just so it can adapt to any situation. It reads the play as it goes along, and that, I think that's just special what we've got right in front of us. Can't teach that. No, nope, you can't. Exactly. And 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 his instincts to play the game uh, are amazing. And he, when when he makes a mistake, he's got the speed to make up for his mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I understand what happened in the in, in the. 40-yard dash at the Pro at the, Bowl. At the Pro Bowl, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but look at it. Tyreek Hill, everybody else was down in a in, in a three-point stance, right? Like a sprinter stance. Yeah. And he tried to do it standing up. Mm. And he stumbled. And after he stumbled, he gave up. Everybody yeah. said, no, he didn't try. No, he gave up after he stumbled because he knew he wasn't going to get there. And all of a sudden, you got Micah Parsons in the lead against a DB and a running back. Oh, and Nick Chubb as well. He's laughing the whole way. Like, yeah. what did you guys think? Did you think of anything else that <laughs> I wasn't going to be the guy in the league? You know what it reminded me of, guys? And this was funny, and it's going back quite a, t- a while. Uh, when the NBA first had their all-star game in here in Dallas, and I was mm. working at the Dallas Times-Herald at the newspaper, I was covering that. And uh, – it, it was early, you know, when they first started the dunk contest and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. three-point shooting contest. <laughs> and and I remember uh, the story the guys told me, the three-point shooters were all sitting in the locker room before they went out and did it. And Larry Bird walks in and looks around the room. He goes, okay. He goes, we know who's going to win this. I'm just trying to see who's going to be second. Right. And, 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 and that's the feeling I got with Parsons running that 40. Like, I know I'm going to win this. I don't yeah. know about the rest of you guys. Right. And you just wonder where he'll land up as well on the um, on the the, the weight speed chart. Because <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. he's like right in the top corner. <laughs> you know, and then, and then the other thing is, you know, and he was such a versatile athlete when he was mm-hmm. in high school and yep. and. Bill Jones and I always talk about that. You know, when you're looking at these draftable guys, give me a guy that's a multi-sport star because then mm-hmm. he's athletic. He's not just a football player. You know, a lot of these guys played basketball. Uh, I think Mike would end up he he end up wrestling. 
Yeah, I think that's always a nice trait to have. You know, uh, Gallimore was a heavyweight championship wrestler out of Kansas City um, when he was in high school. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like to see guys that play multiple sports because that means they've just got talent, athletic yeah. talent. And that's what he is. Now, can you find another one like that? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, by having those multi-skill guys, you get to that that ever elusive, you know, uh, positionless football that they keep talking about, trying to get to with your team. And it um, helps. Look at it, look how it helped Trayvon Diggs, right? Yeah, he's, he's a wide receiver now. He's yeah. a cornerback, but yeah. he's playing the ball like a wide receiver. Uh, and, so yeah, yeah, and we could go back to the Pro Bowl on that one where he, he's winning that loop de loop catch jump whatever you want to call it spectacular catch. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got you got catches, right yeah absolutely. i know a lot of times guys are cornerbacks because they can't catch so yeah exactly. says, okay you're not a receiver you go be a defensive back that's it yeah yeah you can get your hands on the ball you just can't reel it in yeah right. um but we got we got some questions for you so okay. obviously it's it's the draft series but we've got the great mickey spagnola on and it, you, you know you've forgotten more than we'll know so we'll just leave it on that one but the first thing we wanted to get to is a big rumor that's happening over here and we need you to help us out with this right are the cowboys coming to london <laughs> Well, I know this side of the building wants to go uh, <laughs> for sure, right? Because when I saw, you know, what the NFL was going to do and knew the Cowboys had a game at Jacksonville and I'm going, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. I, I missed that trip, right? And I got I to gotta get back, right, uh, before they retire me, you know, and I, I got to get <laughs> back to cover a game there. That was one of – we were talking about it uh, the other day. That that was one of the greatest all-time weeks I think we ever had because remember we were able to do our podcast from yeah. out there. Uh yeah. sports bar, or I think uh, yeah, 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 the sports yeah, bar yeah, Malibu, right. Malibu, yeah. A, a fancy name, right? Sports bar, right? But keep it simple, uh, as they say. It was great to have all the people there, and especially during your uh Saturday uh celebration, the charity mm -hmm. event. Uh yeah. I, I told guys, yeah, I got to go back because I spent a week there and I never paid for a beer myself. <laughs> yeah, well, we spoke to Brian Broadus before about it. And he was like, I'm not so sure. And I was like, well, don't you worry. We'll just come over. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll kidnap you and bring you over. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be great. And if you know what? And if we can't get that game, you know, I was looking at all the other stuff. I said, oh, I wouldn't mind going to Germany. Uh, that yeah, would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that might be blasphemous for you guys, but no, 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 not at all. Another another game uh, in Europe would be really cool. Yeah, like yeah. the reason we were trying to ask that because we're seeing a lot of well, a talk within the UK group fans, like not just UK Cowboys, but all across, uh -huh. and with the with the NFL international marketing agreement that's just happened. Obviously, Dallas is assigned to Mexico. Mm. Yeah. Right? So, but with Jacksonville moving their home game to Wembley. So that means they had to cut contract ties with the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to get the bigger stadium. I see. That, that, that can mean many things. That can mean yeah. a, a better teams coming over. So, and that's why, that's why we're like, surely it's got to be us. But with the Germany one, I don't see that being Dallas at all because obviously the German teams are signed to that as Tampa Bay, mm. Kansas, Carolina. Who's right. the Bucks? 
the and the box, well. and the bu- uh, box. Uh, I think I already mentioned them, did I not? But there's four teams associated to them, and but uh, but we're, we're just kind of want to see if there if you may have known any more inside scoop about Bernard. Yeah, Stanley. the only thing I've heard is probably not Mexico this year. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. And the other thing is, is it has to be someone's away game because correct, yes, yeah. they're, yes. they're not going to give up a home no. game. <laughs> uh, and even oh, though they have the extra one this year, they'll have nine home games out of the seventeen after just eight last year. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think he's he's wanting to give that up, but he sure wouldn't mind being the visiting team. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, because when we're looking at it at the moment, I know it's it's cliche to say. Uh, but the stars are aligning. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, 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 for the past couple of days, our doubts have kind of been a wee bit dampened a little bit with the talks yeah. with the UK groups, and we're like, hmm. But the fact you said it doesn't look like Mexico. This yeah, that, year, that, 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 that's 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 Yes, yeah. yeah, that that's definitely. See, that's why we needed you on here, Mickey. Yeah. Yeah, like, now don't hold me to that. If it's <laughs> no, 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 you are now, you are. I, I'm gonna screen grab that and I'm gonna be like, right. Mickey Spagnola yeah, says, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, we, we, we've got also some other things we need you to help clarify so we can uh continue on with our draft season. So, first one, the first two big ones, well, there's three actually, and we, we briefly spoke about before you start. <laughs> one, with two, three, <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, see, you'll get load. it's okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I see, I'm too excited as soon as I see Mickey Spagnola's face, I get too excited. Look, so, um, the big three are, and we'll start with the top two is Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence in terms of being cut or traded. Um, where, where do you think that this is going to go? I feel that Tank is definitely one of the ones because of the cost and what you're getting out of him in terms of production. I know I, I, I particularly like his style of play, that it's not on the stat line what you get with DeMarcus Lawrence, but a lot of people will look at that and then equate that to the amount that they're spending. I think it's in the cards. He's going to get traded. But what about the pair of them, Amari Cooper or DeMarcus Lawrence? Do you think both will go or either one will go or none? So to me... I I can't qualify getting rid of either one of them. <laughs> now, you mentioned Demarcus Lawrence, the stat line, right? Yeah. Does anybody remember he only played nine games this year? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, say he's gone. Who's starting at left defensive end? It'd be my, uh, Golston. Yeah? You, you you good with that? Exactly. What are we getting with it? And what if you don't get Randy Gregory resigned? And now you've got to have Parsons over the other side. And you don't want Parsons at defensive end. No. It it wouldn't be Parsons. It would be some other person that will probably end up drafting. Or you end up using a first-round pick, right? Or you got to go into free agency Mm -hmm. and and spend money to bring in somebody not as good as either one of those guys. Now, here's the third thing. He's got a $19 million base salary. Mm-hmm. He's also got $19 million in dead money. Yeah. And no one figures that in. So either all this year or part this year, or part next year, you're going to spend $19 million to get rid of him. So to yeah. me, it's a wash. I I know, though, if you designate him a post uh, okay, G1 so it's cut. part this year and part yeah. next year. Yeah, so yeah, say yeah. It's yeah. nine and ten. It's still yeah. nineteen million dollars for nothing. Yeah. All right. 
and I got to replace him. Mm -hmm. And he's probably my best run defender on the defensive line. Yep. And what yeah. was one of their biggest I, I, problems in games they lost? They yeah. gave up 167 yards rushing to yeah. San Francisco in the playoff game. And now I'm going to get worse there? Yeah. Because whoever I get's not going to be better. And and I know how much of a fan you are of PFF, Mickey. He's actually <laughs> <laughs> he's actually graded one of the highest in run defense. Yeah, and you don't need their grade. All you got to do is watch the game. Watch the yeah, watch yeah, the yeah. tape. I, I said, yeah, like I don't need a stat. I can tell that he's awfully good uh, on the line of scrimmage against the run, especially mm -hmm. when he's chasing down the backside. Yeah. Um, so I, it's he's not one all of the about most sacks. Everybody looks at sacks. There's more to this game than absolutely. Sacks. Especially, I know that firsthand, Mickey, because I used to play <laughs> defensive line. It's like <sighs> he used to eat a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, well, yeah. he knows Absolutely. that if he didn't stop the run, he didn't get the opportunity to rush the quarterback because they'll keep just running right at him, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's simple. So <laughs> now, Amari Cooper, yeah, $20 million base salary. I mm. believe he's got this year, next year, he's got two more years on his contract. Two, two, yeah. It's two, yeah. Uh, do you want me to check? I've got it written down here somewhere. Yeah, I know. I did as well, and I've lost my notes. I just looked at it. Um because I knew the question was coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to anticipate your audience. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, like the the big one to me is the the first point because people talk about Amari Cooper's stats um, and all the rest of it. But the the point I always make with Amari Cooper is um, don't just look at his stats. It you got to look at everybody else's because to me, Amari Cooper is the type of wide receiver that makes everyone else on the offense better because he draws, you know, he gets the overhang uh, or the bracketed defensive um, safety, if you like, over the top of him, which means you're getting more one-on-ones on the other wide receivers slash tight ends. So that's what it is for me with Amari Cooper. You, you can argue about, you know, should a guy with that money be getting open more, free more, or targeted even more? Because he isn't that, he isn't targeted all that much. Right. And I think that was the big problem. But he makes everyone else on the offense better. Absolutely. Okay, so he's got three years left. Three, okay. The base salaries are about all the same. Um, and I'm going to give you the same argument for him as I'm going to give you for uh, – I gave you for Demarcus Lawrence. Okay, get rid of him. Who is your right receiver? Yeah. Give me three of them. Yeah, well, I can give you the three that are left. It would be uh, Lamb, Simi Fahoko, TJ Vasha. Yeah. And you've got two wide receivers there. Mind you, of the reason why they traded for Amari Cooper in, what was it, 2018? Because mm, right. it was going to be receiver by committee. Yeah. yeah, committee my butt, right? Yeah. And ended up like, okay, we got to go get a wide receiver. Was it 27? I forgot which year it was. It was, it was yeah. 2018, yeah. It was 18, yeah, yeah. right? And and yeah. and so yeah, because you're not guaranteed Michael Gallup's coming back. Mm -hmm. Your fourth receiver, Cedric Wilson, you can't guarantee he's coming back. He's, he's unrestricted. Back. And even Noah your Brown's fifth gone. guy, Noah Brown and mm -hmm. Malik Turner. I'm so Malik Turner. you're gonna cut. So now, if if I don't have either one of those guys, I'm spending a first round pick on a defensive end or a wide receiver, and I mm -hmm. need a linebacker. Yes. 
and a tight end. And I don't have any money. Right? <laughs> you don't have any money. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, you know, they have to create room by restructuring contracts. They've been mm, doing yeah. this. I don't know if they want to restructure his, but they're going to have to restructure tanks. They're going to have to restructure Zach Martins, yeah. uh, probably Tyron Smith again. And, 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 and Dak for sure, they built that mm. into the contract, right? Yeah. This $20 million base salary is going to get restructured to probably two or 3 million. And because they put avoidable year in 2026, which will mm-hmm. void, but it gives them five years to prorate whatever they give them as a restructure signing bonus this year. And so now say they restructure say they restructure 15 million. All right. Well, it's going to be over five years. So it's just 3 million a year and extra. And remember next year, the TV contract kicks in to the salary cap. So it's like, it's going up this year, not as much as it should have or would have, if not for last year, uh, the COVID stuff. Uh, And then, after that, it's going to continue going up. So you absorb those restructure bonuses uh, as it goes along. So they're going to create money that way. I, I just I can't see creating money to get room to get worse because yeah. without those two guys, to me, you get worse. And the defense wasn't good enough in the games they lost to say, oh, yeah, we're right there. No, yeah. they're not right there. And they've got more problems on defense with all the linebackers and safeties. They're going to be unrestricted along yeah. with guys on the defensive line. Yeah, and, and there's the other problem as well is safety. It always seems to be safety at the moment <laughs> though, with the Cowboys. That's an ongoing yearly conversation, that one. But um, uh, it is it is crazy when you look at the wide receiver situation. and Because, again, like the, the linebacker, you cut Mari Cooper, that core, the cupboard's bare. Uh, and, it's a ski prospect. And one of the things I always think of is how do you help your defense? You know, the, what's the best way to help your defense? We could talk about all the moving parts to a defense. It's very hard to replicate year by year, as you know, Mickey, with defenses. Offenses are a bit more easier to try and figure out. And I just think the easiest way to help your defense is keep the parts that keep your offense scoring. Because then you make their offense, the opposing offense, when one-dimensional, helps your defense along the way. And that's just for for me the the most obvious way to help this team, and and that's why no, no. keeping Amari Cooper and Schultz is the easiest way to go. Mike, you're you're exactly right, and I think that you know even the Schultz thing. Everybody says, well, you got Jarwin. Well, okay, I do, but I don't know because yes. he you know he missed all of 2020. He was mm-hmm. hurt some in 2021, yeah. and and so the way they've run their offense, you need two credible tight ends. Exactly. Uh, and, and and you spend all this time with Schultz developing as a better blocker. I'm not saying he's a good blocker, but he's better than yeah. what he was. Uh, and 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 so, uh, yeah, I, I just think people forget he had the second most catches, the third most yards, and he tied for the most touchdown receptions. Yeah. Would, so and you're, you got to spend some money there. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody could get franchised you know schultz would be like that was, what I was coming to me. <laughs> yeah um and, and so you know you could possibly do that now randy gregory would be, be a lot more uh, yeah. and, and, 
so the key thing with those guys is you got to do something to try to sign them to contract extensions to try to get them re-signed for multi-year deals because then with the signing bonus you can give them it's prorated you can give them the amount of money that would give they would make in a franchise tag in the first year but at least the signing bonus will be prorated over four or five years yeah Uh, and and that's the way you got to look at it as just this year see yes like last year, everybody's like, oh, Dak's going to average $40 million a year. Well, they restructured it last year. Mm-hmm. They restructured again this year. Yeah. And he's not counting a lot until the third year when the cap goes back up, we assume. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways to do this than just simply saying, okay, I'm cutting this base salary. I'm cutting that base salary. Yet I'm incurring dead money along the way. Mm. And my, my argument as well, I, I think I was talking to Brad Sham about it um, a couple of weeks back, is that I also, when we talk about the Schultz thing, I, I'm, fed, <laughs> I'm fed up with the historical trend of the Dallas Cowboys of drafting a tight end, spending all that time developing him, getting him to a certain point where he's pl- not just playable, he's a, he's a credible starter, they're not signing him and releasing the, him off into the NFL. Jeff Swain is one of them, right? Yeah, the guy's still playing with Tennessee, and he's a yeah. he's a starter. You could yeah. go all the way back to Bennett. Yeah. So you know? yeah, I, I I just think uh, they need to add to the tight end spot because I think <laughs> that you know they need a guy that can be more of a blocker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you saw what they ended up doing this year. They end up using, you know, the offensive lineman to either be a tight end or, yeah. or a second tight end or a fullback. Yeah. Did, um, with Connor McGovern. So oh, damn it. You just reminded me I lost a bet with Rob Phillips. What's that? Oh, we lost the bet, Paul. We made a bet with Rob Phillips that uh, Connor McGovern would score a touchdown. Oh, do you oh, remember? Yeah. Steals. Yeah, oh, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and I he was just that. like, I don't know. And then, and actually, Hackma spoke about it on their show. He's like, you've made a bet. And he was, Rob was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it got well, really you know close. What? There, was, there was a play that uh, he looked at McGovern. <laughs> he was one of the top options. And then he came yeah. off of him and threw the other way. Yeah, That's he was clapping his it. hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had it, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, so, you know, the more we talk, it's like, okay, this was a 12 and five team, uh, won a division title, you mm-hmm. know, turned around from six and 10. Okay, yeah. next year it's going to be better, but they've got a lot of ways to go to get better because they can't keep the same team together. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was as well. We were speaking with RJ from Blogging the Boys, and we were saying that I think a lot of the frustration when the Cowboys lost to the 49ers is a lot of the fans are seeing that this was a talented team they had in 2021. And it's not going to be emulated in 2022. You could even argue about 2023 as well. That there's a there is, as you say, a long way to go for the Cowboys to get back to that point again. Because it, it that was a star-studded team. And yes. It, and it, everything right the way down, as close as you can to the bone. That this roster has been stripped down from that. And I think so, that's the biggest frustration. And there's there's a couple of things that I think got lost, and, and a lot of us are guilty of this going 12 and five. Yeah. But if you look at the 12 wins and you look at the five losses, 
Mm. The five losses all came to other than Denver. And I still look at Denver as one of those things. The yeah. other four losses came to very credible teams, right? Mm -hmm. And in the playoffs, another credible team yeah. that, by the way, went on the road to Tampa Bay and won. Mm. Right? True. So, yeah. you know, shame on you for losing at home, but they beat Tom Brady. Mm. So there was something to that San Francisco thing. And I was just what when you when I saw your email pop up, I was just looking at the takeaways and the takeaway difference between the games they won and the games they lost. Yeah. So uh, I think the games they won, they had uh, seven takeaways. The games they lost, they had 27. I mean, the other way around. The yeah, 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 yeah. They, lost, they had seven. The games they won, they had 27. 27. So, uh, and, and in the games they lost, they finished – a minus one in takeaways. So <laughs> it showed you when they played the top quarterbacks, when they played the top teams, they didn't fare as well, right? Mm. I mean, they beat New England on the road. Good win, right? That was impressive. But the other, the other maybe impressive win was going to Minnesota, Minnesota. without Dak. Mm. But that's it. Yeah. So, so again, I think we were probably all guilty of being a little too giddy about the number 12 and not about who they beat. The context of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the defense, too, because I think, you know, mm -hmm. we were, oh, that's defense is all that. Well, they yeah. were, except in the games they lost. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people argue about the 49ers team, about, you know, uh, 49ers team, the 49ers game in the playoffs uh, and and saying how the, the Cowboys didn't score enough. And you could argue the other way around, well, the defense let the 49ers score too easily. Yes, and and and, and not only that, but if you think about think about the fourth quarter, yeah. you know, I, I think I, I added it up that they allowed San Francisco in their last two possessions to possess the ball for six to seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys could have used that time, right? Could have used another two seconds of that time uh, <laughs> yeah. to at least get one more throw at the end zone. Exactly. Uh, so it's not always about the points, and it's not always about uh, the yards. It's about yeah. stopping them when I need a stop, and they had two chances to stop them, and they couldn't do it, get them off yeah. the field on three and outs. That's right, yeah, and, and I think me and Paul, we were talking, and I was like saying, look, they need to do this. It's, it's on the defense right now. I know that the, the offense failed to play as well, but I was like, look, it's going to be, this is the play. If they don't do it, it's all over, and sure enough, like you say, three and out, nope, they go and convert again. That's frustrating. It is. <laughs> I like it. You put that right. Don't feel bad, Paul. It's frustrating for them, too. <laughs> and it's frustrating as well for people like you, Mickey, that then have to write about uh, it all up the next day or, or the same day as it is sometimes. But here's the next rumor I want you to try and help us out with. All right. Lyle Collins being traded because you have Terrence Steele as a replacement who was emerging quite soundly. And if you make him a post-June 1 oh. cut, you will save $10 million on the cap. Yeah, but next year you're going to get hit. You get hit again, yeah, of, of course. 13, almost $14 million in dead money. Yes. Yeah, 15 so and a bit. You may have to restructure him. Is that where you think is going to go? Is Lyle's going to be on a restructure as opposed to a trade, do you think? Well, the trade in a cut is the same thing. 
I, I suppose, yeah, you're right there, yeah. And what are you going to get for him after the year he had? Mm. Not much. Yeah. You're going to get a starter? Now I need another tackle. <laughs> now, Aaron Steele, okay, he probably played the best of the tackles this year. Agree, I, yeah. I agree, I, I agree with I you there. I agree. Going to the Pro Bowl, and, but he probably played the best of the tackles. So mm-hmm. I know you, you you probably can rely on him. Uh, mm-hmm. But after that, now I need the third guy. Um, and so, yeah, you know, everybody, everybody looks at the cap. They just need to restructure con- and they might have to, if they want him back and think that he had a down year because of this or that, then restructure his contract mm-hmm. and, 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 and his base salary, um, his base salary ends up being on a restructure $10 million base. Right. But mm. again, and yeah. I forgot this on Amari Cooper's on Amari Cooper, they got to make that decision five days into the new league year mm-hmm. because on the fifth day, March 20th, his contract up. guarantees. Yeah. And mm. with, with, with Lael Collins, 6.48 of his base salary of 10 million is yeah. guaranteed on the fifth day also. So okay. again, you you have to make those decisions without knowing what you're going to do in free agency if you get rid of them, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to make them not knowing what's going to happen in the draft. You can't wait to June 1st and say, oh, let's trade them. Yeah, let's do it now. It doesn't work that way because he's going to have guaranteed money plus the money that he's already prorated. So mm-hmm. again, by March 20th, some of these decisions have to be made. I'm with you there um, because here's the next one is about uh, and it ties in with the Amari Cooper um, conversation was C.D. Lamb with the expectations. And um, it is crazy when we were looking at and we were watching your report as well during training camp, how C.D. Lamb, he was blowing it out the water, making spectacular catches like we saw against Minnesota, you know, those crazy catches. Then all of a sudden it seemed to be the year hit or the season yeah. and he stalled. Is there, do you think that's down to play calling, Dax injuries, or do you think he just got swamped, if you like? Well, I never looked at him as a number one receiver. I'm with you. you know, that started to be the thing in training camp. Oh, he's yeah. the number one receiver because mm-hmm. he's taking all these spectacular catches. Well, <laughs> yeah. to be the number one receiver, you have to be consistent, right? You can't yeah. make this circus catch and then drop two other balls during the game. Exactly. And he, he did have a few too many drops. Yes. And that was his problem his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, and he's better coming out of the slot, right? I think. Yes, yeah, I, no, I, I agree. He's a I guy agree. that you give the ball well, guys, and get the How many teams have a number one receiver that just lines up in the slot? And not many. You got to be Brown. able to do it on the outside. That's why. Yeah. That's why. To me, they've got to get lucky with Michael Gallup. They've got to hope that the free market out there says, oh, "I don't know that I can give him a big time, uh, long term deal coming off a torn ACL." Yeah. And knowing at this point. Because he just had the surgery, I want to say a week ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't, isn't he not due back to like be like October time? So get give me eight, give me eight months at yeah. at, at the minimum. Yeah. Right? So, so he's going to miss. So what does that gonna, get me to? Yeah, because he's going to miss training camp. Yeah, yeah. he's going to miss the beginning of training camp for sure. 
If you can get lucky there and and depending on, you know, how good his agent is, you know, if he's not getting the money they think he he deserves, Cowboys get him back on a one year, I don't know, five, six million dollar deal with incentives Mm -hmm. and, and keep him for another year and then see what happens after that. Yeah. Uh, but to me, yeah, you, I think they need him. They need at least two of those guys back. Right. If I, yeah. even if I keep, even if I keep Amari Cooper, I, I, I would like Gallup back and I would like to get Cedric Wilson back, but I would have yeah, Cedric Wilson for that sure. looks at Cedric Wilson and say, Hey, I think this guy can be a second, third receiver in my mm-hmm. rotation. And, a very good gadget guy on special yeah. teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he has a perfect quarterback rating as well. And he's a good guy. You know, <laughs> he's a good team guy. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, somebody asked me the other day, and, and I wrote it in my column yesterday for yesterday. It's like, what are the cowboys up to now? I said, Well, they're sitting there cracking their knuckles, like, okay, what am I gonna do? And crunching numbers because they gotta figure this stuff out here in 20 days yeah yeah Yeah. and you know like i was saying with uh cedric wilson there you go it was cedric wilson thrown he has a um perfect completion rating yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so he is a full gadget guy and if he would have just thrown it one more time in 2020 on that fake punt oh i remember perfect imagine um but uh, yeah i mean because uh, i'm i'm all about you know versatility that's the thing i'm i'm in for at the moment but we'll get to the most controversial controversial ongoing subject with the cowboys is the safety position then i got a question for you um so yeah uh, there, there are some rumors mind you i don't know if you can fill in the gaps for us here jaron curse is likely to be coming back is what i heard today is that they 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 are looking to one hundred the rumors are anyway that he is coming back. Is that true? Well, I don't think anybody knows, and and this is why For I sure, hate okay. this time of year. <laughs> everybody's throwing mashed potatoes on the wall, and they're just yeah. fits, right. Uh, the reason that came up is he he did an interview recently, I think okay. on one of the radio stations, and he said, "Yeah, I'd like to come back because I see how they used me." And this has been my first opportunity to to be used in that uh, manner and and really liked how Dan Quinn used him. Mm. Uh, I'm sure they would like him back. But again, there are 31 other teams out there that saw this. Right. It's not just us three. Uh, Mm. And and they saw what he did. And somebody might say, yeah, you know what? I can use that guy. I'm going to give him a I don't know. Say they're going to give him a three year, twenty five million dollar deal. The Cowboys can't deal with that. Yeah, there, there's no way they can pay a safety eight million dollars a year, mm. uh, even if even with a big signing bonus. You know, I'll give you an example. What just happened the other day with Anthony Hitchens? The Chiefs yeah. let him go, right? Well, the Cowboys liked him; they would have mm. had him back, but they signed him to a five-year, forty-five million dollar deal with mm. more than twenty guaranteed. And now that he was going to charge twelve. 0.2 million against their cap. They're like, love you, Anthony, but can't afford you. Yeah. And, and, and they let him go and, and got stuck with 4 million in dead money. Mm. So, uh, you know, 
you like these guys. You'd like to keep them, but this is free agency. I always exactly. like to remind my friends from way back when they were all, you know, in favor of free agency. And it was like, be careful what you wish for, uh, because <laughs> you're going to see a lot of turnover and certainly started in 94. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you could go back to the, you know, you, you can liken it, if you like, to the Robert Quinn situation from just two years ago that he has this, a great one year with the Cowboys and people are saying, we've got to bring him back, we've got to bring him back. And the Dolphins turn around and go, yeah, we'll offer you 80 million. And the Cowboys are like, yeah, we can't afford you. Yeah. And then and then he ends up in Chicago and, and ends up having not his first, his first year, but the second year he had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they had to be careful with him because there were some people that thought that he was just chasing sacks, like he didn't care about the run, that all he was doing was hunting sacks. And, well, <laughs> he was pretty good at it, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it, it was pretty good on a so-so team. Yeah, and again, this goes back to the Demarcus Lawrence talk because he's drawing the double block. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, hey, go back to – uh, you know, would the Cowboys like a do-over on DeMarcus Ware? You know, they thought mm -hmm. he was breaking down, that he was starting to have this injury and that injury, and it was like, okay, and it's getting costly. Uh, we better release him early before it's too late. And then he has three more good seasons with Denver. And gets a Super Bowl ring. And should have been in the Hall of Fame. We he'll, agree. He'll get in. He'll get in next year. They were just mm -hmm. doing a cleanup this year. Uh, on some of the guys that were in jeopardy of going into the back of the line uh, as the seniors. Although I couldn't sell Everson Walls on that the other day. Don't <laughs> be telling me about the back of the line. because yeah. yeah, we got a chance to speak to Demarcus Way once. Actually, it was me and you, Paul. Do you remember that? Um, it was the really, really bad game where you were talking with uh, um, oh, the Cardinals game. It was the Cardinals, yeah, game. yeah. That yeah. was really fun. I'll send you a video. Clip it was, of that it was, you it, will it, laugh. We're, was, we're, on we're on a channel five uh program over here where they talk about the NFL, about the live oh, game, okay. and uh, and Morris Jones Drew was presenting yeah. it. <laughs> and so you, just guys as, do this, you guys do this once a week, this show, yes, yes, we every do everything. once a week, okay. And um, uh, <laughs> so we're talking on in the Cardinals game. And just as Paul's in it is his spiel of talking about the Cowboys, there's like a hundred yard rushing touchdown. <laughs> yeah, just to just to just to kill off the game. And, <laughs> and I was I was literally trolled in national t television that day. That was, was funny. That was yeah. funny. I still uh, have the clip. I still have the clip. It's yeah, saved on my great. phone, in fact. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I mean. The other one we want, I was going to talk about uh, are the other safeties, but I don't know about you. For me personally, Curse is, is a good one because he's that tight end killer role, um, which I like because the tight end being that, that you know, uh, at the moment, the position that can be best utilized in the, the way the defenses are revolving. But I quite like the thought of keeping Malik Hooker as well. Because of what you were starting to get, you were starting to see something that center field position that you can get from Hooker with Donovan Wilson playing in the box. But what about you, Mickey? Are you going well, down that road, or do you want to see what, I, I, what I, again? The, all those guys uh, between uh, Keanu Neal, yeah. uh, Curse, uh, KZ, mm -hmm. uh, Hooker. It's all going to come down to market value. What do, what do yeah. other people think they're worth? Because if if I'm spending my money, I'm spending it on a defensive end, right? 
I'm spending mm-hmm. it on a wide receiver. Uh, I'm spending it on a linebacker. Uh, I'm going to need a defensive tackle. Oh, by the way, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and so certainly a one tack. Uh, yeah. Uh, although, you know, I'm sure that they have still hopes for Bohanna. Uh, yeah. You've got Gallimar, Gallimore and Odigizua, but yeah. I don't think either one of those are like, you know, space eaters that can, can be that one technique because the other guy's a free agent, right? Yeah. Um, Brent uh, Urban. No, not Urban. Well, he is, but uh, the other guy, what? what, what Watkins. Oh, uh, Watkins, Carlos Watkins. He's a free agent. Yeah. So I, I'm i guilty usually of devaluing the safety position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just don't know that you get enough bang for your buck. Yeah. I get the reason uh, for the safety. And, yeah. and so like Hooker, yeah, nice. Everybody said, well, yeah, he was starting to play well. Okay, the interception he got at the end of the year, it basically threw it to him, right? It, it wasn't like anything <laughs> fancy. Um, so uh, I was a little disappointed in him. And I understand he was coming back from a torn Achilles. Uh, I know enough about that, how hard it is to come back from that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was all this, well, he was a first-round pick, and he was – well, that was 2017. Mm. It's 2022 now. Yeah. Uh, so, again, market value. Uh, and, and these guys, you know, they're going to be – they'll be searching. They're, you know, and I guarantee you, while, you know, they're not supposed to have con- – agents aren't supposed to have contact with other teams until two days before the start yeah. of the league year. <laughs> yes, they're doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, just to, just to add on top of what you just kind of said there, regards to, like, obviously with Malik Hooker being 2017, now it's 22, this kind of goes back to what I normally kind of say regards to the draft process. It's like it's, it's an actual lottery. You just don't know till you get the player in your system and – see what happens because you can see all these players yeah go in the first round and give it three years they might you never heard of them again for yeah. example so it's like it's like and you might get players absolute steal in the later rounds like for example tony romo for example like he was an undrafted and became one of the best cowboys we've had in recent years yeah so, and, yeah. And, and 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 it's not an exact science right yeah agree obviously and and that's why I, I, I don't like this idea of, okay, I'm going to get rid of this guy and I'll just replace him in the draft. Yeah. Well, there's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Even if exactly you've got a high pick, that doesn't mean he's going to replace that guy. You know what you got. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's too many people that want to play GM. Uh, yeah. Like, they don't have to, they don't have to suffer the consequences of a bad decision. Yeah, the, one of the one one of the best ones was the obvious the whole tackle Charlton TJ Watt scenario. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I was like, well, well, yeah, I can understand why, but if we were to draft TJ Watt, would he be better suited within our system at the time, or would he be even better suited in the Pittsburgh system? Yeah, we just he's a three, three four guy. We he's just an don't know. So right. it may have not it may have not worked out with TJ if we did draft him. So it's yeah. like you just you just don't know. Right, and, and and you understand their thinking because they're in a four-three, and he exactly. would have to play with his hand on the ground. Exactly. Now, obviously, he does that in nickel situations, but yeah, yeah, they're not running at him usually in a nickel situation, and so there you go. Once again, it's you know sacks can cloud 
uh, reality. That yeah, the full that's platform all you're looking at, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, I know we got you for the hour, and we're coming up to that. So uh, I'm well, I was to... late, so take your time. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we love you, Mickey. That's why we love you. Um, at this rate, mate, we'll be getting you back on for another twenty-four hour show. So don't be saying that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll no, 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 no Who's Mickey Spagnola taking? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I wish right. I can give you – what is it? We're we're, we're not even March yet, right? No. 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 We're in a vacuum right now, mate. Right. I, I can give you – I can Ver, give you – Version one. Version, yeah, give yeah, me a version, version one. Right? Yeah. Because I know, I know I'm going to need a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I may need a defensive end. Yeah. I, I may need a wide receiver. I may yeah. need a tight end. Uh, and a lot of that will come down to positional value. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of times when teams look at a guy, it might be a safety, but they're going, well, that safety just doesn't need to make that much money or I don't need that high a capital for a safety. I can get him in the second or third round. And, oh, by the way, what's the other part of this team that needs to improve? The offensive line, right? Yeah. I've seen – some of these mock drafts giving him a guard. I don't want mm -hmm. a guard that's a guard. If he's a tackle that can play guard, mm -hmm. then eventually go back to tackle. I, I'm I'm good with that. Uh, if it's a center, I'm trading down like they yeah. did with Travis Frederick, right? Mm -hmm. Down to I think he was 31st or something. Uh, and then I got something for my trouble. Uh, mm -hmm. What, what, about, what, what about the other way about a guard that can play tackle rather than a tackle that can play guard? Like, Usually like, a guard is a guard because he couldn't play tackle in college. Right. Or he's not big that, enough. That's usually the way. Now, Zach Martin probably would be the exception, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which, by the way, you guys, I uh, it, it, it brought me back uh, watching Aaron Donald play uh, uh, in the playoffs, Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, to that 2014 Senior Bowl, because two things occurred. Zach, no one could beat Zach Martin in their one-on-one -on -one drills that year, except for Aaron Donald. Mm. And the only guy that could block Aaron Donald was Zach Martin. It was one of the great one-on-one -on -one shows I think I've ever seen uh, at the Senior Bowl. And as it turned out, both of them are going to go end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah, guy, guy's unbelievable, and 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 to me, he it doesn't even my, make sense. He had my vote for a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he won the game it, it, the last two plays. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. agree. But too many times, everybody again, where we started, they look at the the stats, the final line. Yeah, instead of, yeah. what did you see? Mm -hmm. Domination. So, yes. Yeah. So, too, you know, it's a long way of getting around to your question about the position. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you go. They got a lot of things they need. Uh, now it comes down to, well, okay, what's best? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to need a linebacker, too, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know what Leighton Van Der Esch's market value is going to be. I don't mm -hmm. know if they can even come close to it, right? 
But at towards the end of the year, the last third of the year, he was pretty darn good. Ice, I thought. They yeah. wasted too much time with Jalen, uh, who was stumbling around uh, doing nothing uh, and, 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 and at the expense of Van Der Esch. And so, yeah. again, you got to be able to stop the run. And, yeah. and, and you yeah. can't do it with Keanu Neal out there because they're going to run right at him. I can't. I don't it see a Keanu nice Neal idea, but I, I'm not sure yeah. how well it executed. Yeah, I, I, I'm not up for Neil coming back. I, it, it looked okay to begin with, and as the season draw on, I went happy. But I was happy to see Van Der Esch. As you watch it, I'm with you. And I said this in the season that Van Der Esch, game by game towards the end of the season, was getting, you know, that motor was starting to perk up a bit and yeah. starting to pick up. And it was looking much better. I mean, I see for like some myself, like I've seen a couple of mock drafts from NFL analysts and stuff like that, and <laughs> we're, we're seeing like Kenyon Drake from Texas A&M getting popped up with uh, the Kobe Dean, the linebacker. I've seen like, the linebacker thing. Yeah, like like like, I, like if we got him, then I'll I'll be happy with that, you know. Like, but I, I'm I'm really now this year especially best player available. Get him, like yeah, you know what. Just, just get me one of those guys off Georgia's defense, and I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't go like wrong the, with any like of them. The big guy in the middle. They, 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 oh, they uh, you've got, got you've the got, whole defensive line. You've got, you've, yeah. got a Penn, you've got a Penn State guy, a Michael Parsons, and then you've got a guy from Georgia. You know, it's going to be absolutely chaotic. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, I do like the thought of Jordan Davis, the Georgia guy. That that makes me happy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but again, he's a defensive tackle, right? And I, I don't know if they'll spend a first uh, on that guy, but boy, yeah. Yeah. he sure disrupted that game. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you as well. Yeah. Positional value is the trouble because he's not versatile at all. He literally is your one tack. You're who's not going to be moving him around up and down the line at all. Who's the Cincinnati defensive tackle is coming out the draft. Who's that? The Cincinnati defensive tackle. Uh, uh, like, I think he's projected to be like a second rounder. Uh-huh. But, but, yeah, but, but Maje Sanders. Oh god, I can't remember his name. Oh god, I think it's Cincinnati. Let me just double check. I'll I'll look up while we continue <laughs> on. It's, it's gonna be my head then. We'll keep talking for a while, you'll find yeah, it. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll yeah, but see, and you know what happens with a lot of these mock drafts is they're not putting guys in slots from knowledge of what the team's gonna do. Yeah, they're just looking at the needs and saying, okay. This team's at 22. They need mm -hmm. this. I'll give them that guy to okay. make their drafts work, right? Yeah. They yeah. they don't they don't have inside knowledge. No. And no the generic rankings. Talk, and if anybody I, I, in any team is talking now, they're lying. Yeah. I said the lion season now. Yes. I've got I've got the name now. It's not Cincinnati, it's Connecticut. It was Travis Jones. That's who I was talking about. Oh, Travis Jones. Yes. Yeah, I hope they yeah. like him. That's yeah. who I was talking about. Yeah, he is disruptive. And the good thing is, is you can wait into day two for a guy like him. Yeah. Did so you now see... you're talking positional value with draft value as well. So if that's one thing, I, I think if, that, if that's one thing, I feel like the Cowboys have done really well in the past good six, seven years is getting positional value for players in the later rounds. I mm. think like yeah. how we got Jabril Cox in the fourth round is beyond me. Like I thought he would have been going by the second. Yeah. And here's you the know. funny bit is with the with the Nation Wright pick, which was the pick before, and the mm. Jabril Cox one, people were complaining. And I was like, Well, what if you switched those picks? Would you be happy with that? And people are right. like, Yeah. And it's like, point. Well, there you go then. <laughs> yeah. 
and it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does in his second year. Yes. Uh, you know, he gets a full – I mean, you saw the difference in Trayvon Diggs from his first year. The same, and yeah. I'm not saying, you know, okay, yeah, I could see he was going to get 11 interceptions, right? <laughs> but, but he was better. He was a lot better. He made less rookie mistakes. Uh, and and so, it, yeah, a second-round pick, right? Yeah. Um, Third-round pick, Gallimore, you know, mm-hmm. good player. Odigi Zoo, a third-round pick. So if you can hit on the second, third, and fourth guys uh, at that rate, you know, you're doing a, a pretty good job. It's yeah. not just about the first round pick. Yeah, well, Conifer Wilson's a day three pick. I, yes. know, I know just that, Mickey. In terms of the future, it wouldn't have much as have a major impact in terms of the cap as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that's where that's where you got to make hay. Those guys mm-hmm. have to be able to step up. And, you know, I think the other day um, – Jerry, Jerry Jones mentioned um, – he mentioned two young guys that will have to step up. And he mentioned the Sean Wright. Yeah. Uh, and he mentioned um, not Chauncey. Um, oh, the young safety. Uh, who oh, uh, Israel Mukwamu. Yeah, Mukwamu. That was the yeah. other guy he mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said, you know, yeah. when you're cap-strapped, you know the the rights yeah. and Mukwamu's have to be able to step up and fill in. And yeah. and the thing and the thing is, we were quite excited about the Mukwamu pick because that is yeah, definitely yeah. a Dan Quinn pick. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, like, I, I, that's the type of thing, thing he was looking for in that draft. And I wonder yeah. if he could be like Curse if indeed. Yeah, they, that's they, what I'm wondering. Draft. Yeah, he has the length to be able to do it. Yeah. That's for sure. But that's what we we wrote. Um, a big article on both Nation Right and Israel Mukwamu, and that was the big one: was the reach and the length and the versatility. Yeah, yeah, and they got panned for the right one, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, well, they must have saw something, you know. So, yeah, uh, and it turned out, you know, and he was pretty good in training camp. Then mm-hmm. it was a little bit over his head when the season started, but uh, a little bit. I think it was unlucky as well, mind. I don't your, know what yeah. you think on that. Keep your eye on him and and, and see. And, and he learned a, a few good lessons uh, about covering downhill. And <laughs> don't be throwing and, your hands up like, oh, yeah. no, I didn't touch him. Run the guy coverage. over and let the official make that decision. And punt coverage as well. But that yes. was unlucky. I feel that was an unlucky play. But he made he up was, for it, right? He did. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, a, 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 you know, not very long after, in fact. Yeah. So um, and I, I'm trying Which, to. By the that. way, so are you guys good with the kicker? Oh, uh, that's that's an thing. Yeah, there we go. Wait, that's, 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 can, can I ask the question, mate? Yeah, go for it. Wait, so throughout the whole draft, do you think we we'll might actually draft a kicker this year? You know, um, them. it depends on who the guy is, right? Uh, and in and sixth, seventh round, uh, I yeah. can see, I I could see taking a chance on a guy, um, yeah. and and. and uh, because they're pretty valuable these days, especially mm-hmm. when they lengthen out the extra point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you can find a guy that's automatic on that, um, you know, and, you know, just it, it, it just seems like just when you were um, ready to get rid of the guy, right? And, and, and you're like, okay, I've had it. I, I don't want, and I was trying to look up his, his numbers, but 
uh, it's like, okay, I can't, I can't put up with Zerline. Then he'll make a 52 yard game walk off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't want another Brett Maher. No. By the way, he just got released. He's available. If you know, you know what that means then, you know what that means. The saints let him go. (laughs) But funnily enough, you mentioned that I literally on Monday and Tuesday, I was, I was sat here watching kickers from college. I was like, I'm going to have to do it. I need to be aware of who's who. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to. Like, I think we're going to have to start starting kickers now. Or like, at least I have been. Create I have conversation, legitimate yeah. competition. Yeah, because right? he yeah. didn't kick the whole training camp, right? That's right. That's right. And, and so, yeah. and so, there was no real competition. There was no real pressure. And, uh, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong as well, eh, Mickey. Like for Zerline, he's actually on quite a big contract for a kicker within the team. Is he right? Um. I'm trying to remember. I think it was, it was somewhat reasonable, but for a kicker, it was a veteran guy. It was a little bit more maybe than you expected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, his base salary for this season will be 2.2. Yeah. 2.2. I was going to guess two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I would just like to see some legitimate competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. earn 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 the job. Just don't assume. Okay, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, Paul. I know you. You've got. A yeah, question. I've got one last question from the mailbag from somebody that sent in, which I know Mickey is going to love this. But was, I'll let you take the floor. It, it was just a kind of follow because we thought we were going to get a little bit of competition this year. We 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 Forbath. We brought him back. For, for we always reason. bring him back. I don't know why. But it's for competition, so we seem to bring them back, then we just release them within two weeks later. Man, that's the point. So I say, but I'm completely on board. It's like we completely need to get a kicker for pure competition and and get the best guy available in the team. Hey, and and am I right? The punter, the punter's free. Oh, no, Um, is he or not? Brian Anger, no, 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 Anger's Anger, they sign him to a two year deal. Oh, oh, check for you. Oh God! I, I think he is. I think he is a free agent. I think you're right. Oh, if no, I remember, no, I'm no, going to find the list of free agents, and Brian Anger is on there. Oh, we need to get him back. He, he. I he, mean, he was awfully good, right? He, he was awesome. Uh, yeah. I, and don't don't forget, he was like a third round pick, and a veteran that had been in the the league all these years. Yeah. They basically just counted on Fossil to kind of vouch for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way. For all, all the grief he catches, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. I had this note in my column, I think it was last week, special yeah. teams. Rick Goslin, who used to work at the Dallas Morning News, does his yeah. special teams ranking. The Cowboys ended up sixth this year mm. in, in total points. And a lot of it had to do with the punting, mm. uh, the, net, the net average, uh, the starting field position, mm. uh, and, and, and their ability to return kickoffs too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is one thing, mind, I will say for Greg Zerline. A lot of people work because there's a piece that people people only, again, this is going back to stats and not watching the game. With Greg right. Zerline, people will go, missing the kicks, mix, missing the extra point, all right. But one thing people don't watch with kickers is, uh, kickers kickoffs. is kickoffs. Yeah. And Greg Zerline does do a good kickoff. I will until, give until sometimes they try to get fancy to kick it short on purpose to pin them yeah. back there. And then yeah, it yeah. takes it the length of the field. 
That's it. To do that weird like bomb kick that they try and put in, yeah, and it all goes to part. Yeah, I'm with you there. But here's a question for you that came up, uh, and I brought it up because I knew this will get you riled up, like you used to in the good old days, where you'd have the Mickey moment. They got mellow. Is... You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just wind it up and let it go. But one of the questions was, is given the problems that we have this year with the O line, does it make you regret picking Parsons? Rather than Rashawn Slater, uh, no, I'm with uh, you. There'll be another Slater in the draft next mm-hmm. year or the year. It's like how many, how many, how much capital, meaning draft capital, can you spend on one positions? Right, mm-hmm. you already had basically two first round picks on your offensive line, and really mm-hmm. a third with Leo Collins, just because how you ended up paying him. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm okay. drafting him as well. And you that. had a second round pick. Uh, yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, it's like, you can't just keep doing that. Okay. That's fine. Where, where would that defense have been without Micah Parsons? And again, they, they weren't the greatest. I mean, in total yards, they finished 19th. And the reason that looked great was because they were so bad in points allowed last year. I mean, yeah. I think they, they gave up almost 100 points less this year than last year. Um, so, oh, great. The defense is great. Well, okay, it was better. I, I, it it yes. wasn't great. And it needed to be average, and they were just a little less than average. Better against the run. They finished 16th mm. when the year before they were 31st. Last. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think. I think what they did uh, with Parsons, they got more than they could have asked for that they would have gotten from a defensive um, tackle. Yeah, I, I, I mean I, an I, offensive tackle. Excuse me. I mean, like Rashawn Slater is never was never going to win offensive rookie of the year, um, and here we are with the defensive rookie of the year, and I think that speaks more volumes than anything else. You know, I know we're talking an offensive lineman year, and he's right. never, you know, getting offensive. Rookie of the year is never going to happen. Well, think uh, about it. Without Parsons, who was playing linebacker? There you go. We we would definitely have kept Jalen Smith. Yeah, you would have had to. to. Yeah. And, and, then, and my argument with Jalen Smith, I don't know what you think of this, and I know this is a controversial subject with him, but I always say Jalen Smith isn't a bad linebacker. He's just in the wrong era. Uh, That's how I think of it. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure what he made this great comeback. It's a mm. great story from it where is. he was. Uh, but I just think the more he played, the more he got exposed by offense. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they understood yeah. what he couldn't do. His yeah. limitations. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I find the biggest one was his lateral speed. That was his biggest one. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, he could run downfield, no problem. But what comes to change the change of direction? Yes, no, that was the problem. Or going backwards, he just needed backwards. to go forward. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. and it's. I think a lot of it, and I know we've gone way off tangent here, and we're talking Jalen Smith. But after this, we'll let you go. But I just think, you know, like the rookie years are very important in terms of development, and a lot of his in terms of development was spent rehabbing. So that's why he looks so clunky and so slow. Is that by the time he's got to where he needed to be, he's had not enough time trying to develop. Yeah. And, 
And, and, and again, like I said, great story. Um, 100%. He just kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And I think mm. that's what kind of got people, you know, kind of on his downside. So, Wearing the nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've met Jalen personally. I thought he was a great guy, stuff like, but yeah. I could tell he was more into self image in terms of marketing and stuff like that than like rather than putting full focus on football. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I don't know if that's a fair statement. That's, that's pretty good for being a yeah. couple thousand miles away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you think like spend less time with the fans and more time in the gym. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm yeah. good. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but um, we are going to let you uh, go, Mickey. Let you go. Well, do just your know thing. that you're, you're you're not taking up too much of a time because I don't know if you knew what the weather was here. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. <laughs> It rained, it froze, and no one's going anywhere. So, nah. uh, well, I bet you could host the Winter Olympics. I'm basically here until hopefully I can get to uh, the star tomorrow to do uh, Mick Shots podcast. Shots. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if it makes you feel better, Mickey, right outside, I, there's about six inches of snow outside in <laughs> Scotland. You know, I would rather see six inches of snow than a half an inch of ice. Ice, yeah. true. Right? Yeah, I mean, true. you would. They had, I think, here I go off subject, but yesterday okay. in Dallas proper, I think, 300 calls for accidents. Wow. 300, right? And people just won't slow down. You know, Texans <laughs> got to go fast, right? They ain't slowing down for nothing. And, and they're just sliding in, you know, like it's a skating rink. Because when I went out this morning, um, the low part of my driveway was melted, but when I started going uphill, it was frozen. And I got to the street, and it was frozen. I got I could have slid on it. Uh, so at least people, I think, have stayed home. Uh, but lucky for bit. you, you've done all that skiing, so that should help you. Yeah, but I but but I got my bare. I mean, my you know my shoes on, not my skis. <laughs> there, there. Actually, you guys, one year it snowed enough here. And it got packed down uh, that we we went down the street and basically played catch with our hockey sticks. <laughs> Fuck was sliding perfectly. Do you still go um, away every winter and still do your skiing? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, pretty soon go skiing again. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was listening to your conversations about your skiing uh, uh, expeditions. Yeah. Just a, just a random question. You ever been to Whistler Mountain up in Canada? Yes. Yes. Oh, my yeah. Favorite places, right? They've got some of the best beer breweries over there. Hands <laughs> down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, between Whistler and Blackcomb and just kind of yeah. the area. And the neat part is, is they get a lot of snow, but it's not because of altitude. You know, mm. when we go to Colorado, the base is at 9,000 feet. I think the top of the mountains there at Whistler are about five or 6,000. And so you don't get that altitude effect, but you yeah. get a lot of snow because of their... Uh, relationship to to the ocean there, mm. but yeah, I that's know what they are. That it's was one of my all time trips going to Whistler. I love Canada. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I think half the people I met there uh, were from were from England. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't get proper, we don't get skiing snow here. That's the trouble. Everybody was talking about holiday, and I go, how you how long are you here for? A month. I was like, oh man, I, I need that. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, we are doing uh, this year a draft show. Um, so if you get a chance, I know you might be busy, but we'll shoot you a message, see what you're up to. Sure, I, I and... enjoy doing it. Just count on it. Just let me know when. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, like by the say... time April rolls around, I'll have another Micah Parsons in my mind. Oh, yes, there we go. And we'll need that. We'll need that from you. You need, We'll need the Mickey hot take for sure. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're doing all three days this year. We've got the advert, which is dropping today. Um, so we will send you a message and see which one of the days you're free sure. to talk with us for five, 10 minutes. Because I know uh, during the draft itself, you guys are extremely busy. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows, we get closer to that draft, we might get closer to that schedule, right? Ah, yeah, Ooh. there you go. Yeah, and we'll be finding out how many uh, how many crates of uh, ale we need to get in. That's for right, you. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go, mate. We'll leave you go, uh, okay. and we'll wrap things up ourselves here and finish things off and pay the bills with the sponsors. And um, we'll speak to you later on as we get closer to the draft. Enjoying being with you, Mike and Paul. You guys are great, and appreciate your knowledge from being that far away. Ah, is that only because of people like you, Mickey? Well, appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. And stay Thanks, safe Mikey. over there. Sure thing. Take care, Bye. man. Bye now. Uh, the yes. great and powerful, the great and powerful Mikey Spagnolo, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. See, you got to get somebody on like him just to pick his brains. See, and I'm so glad that we asked him the question in regards to London now. I'm ah. so glad because, like, the fact that he said not likely to be Mexico. That's mm -hmm. the big one. That yeah. is the big one because, like, that just increases that. That if he thinks that's the case within Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys headquarters, mm -hmm. that's a big thing for us. Because and he knows everyone would love to go back to London. So I think if the if the whole staff are kind of in that mindset about going to London, that is now just kind of like from having that wee dive of mm, we're not coming sure. back up again, coming back up again. Yeah. So. Gives you something to talk about on Sunday too. Now you can Absolutely. mention that. I, I have just literally just messaged Meg about that right now. So... Hey, there's somebody we need to get on for draft day. Oh no, she'll come on. She'll come Here on. Here you go. Yep. I'll try and get all the Kelsey as well. See if she'll come on. Um, but yeah, should we get the bills paid and then drop the big news? Oh yeah, drop drop. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. All right, then, guys. So, we, yeah, we are obviously going to start wrapping things up. But stay with us because we've got the big draft a, day advert. Yeah, we've got the trailer. Yeah, and we will... It's a hype video advert trailer. Uh, we will drop it independently as well. Uh, but before we do that, guys, we'll pay the bills. Cowboys Experience. Yes, if you're going to a game uh, this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They have meet and greets, tailgate pies, game day packages... Uh, and everything that you could need to go to game. And make sure if you do go and book it for Cowboys Experience, you let them know UK Cowboys sent you. Because what happens there, Mr. Paul? You get free stuff. You get a load of free stuff. And uh, also, make sure you give all these guys on the screen a follow. Most of them you'll know, but they are all great people. People we like, we enjoy, we spoke to, had on the show. Maybe we can get some of them um, during the draft show as well. Get Start making inroads into that i've got so much to do so much yeah. to do in so little time yeah i still, i need to start prepping my my material for sunday show with meg as well so oh yeah go on, go on drop it come on drop it oh, drop it oh yeah spot. 
<laughs> well, yeah, guys, as you know, uh, me and Mary Murray from uh, Girls Talking Boys for blo Blogging the Boys, uh, SB Nation. We've got our own show called The World's Team, which is now available every Sunday, which is on Spotify and on Apple iTunes. So be sure to run and give it a wee ch check, go and follow the channel, and show some love for Blogging the Boys. Yeah, and to finish the show off. Do you want me to do the honours? Go on then. I, I tell you what, I, I will... I will take my finger off the button. Let me stop playing the outro music and let you take it away. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the trailer or the hype video for the upcoming NFL Draft Show. Tamed. There's fire in my 